Welcome to Zero to CEO, where seasoned entrepreneurs will teach you how to succeed. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode of Zero to CEO, I have with me successful marketer, leader, and award winner, Namia Amaya. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. So many titles, so successful. I love it. And we're going to talk about how to break barriers and pursue your dreams, which is such a great topic because everyone, that's like what you hear, right? In public, like follow your dreams, follow your passions, and then you'll get to where you want to be. But let's take it a step back to the part where like a large percentage of entrepreneurs don't succeed, right? What were some of the challenges you faced on that road to following your passions and dreams? I think some of the challenges I faced, you know, was not knowing what I wanted to do with my life. I, you know, I was very lucky. I thought I was very lucky in college. And I was like, I want to be a news anchor. This is my dream. (laughs) And I went for it, got the degree, got the internship, and then I did it. And then it was not what I wanted. What were the, what were the downsides? You have to wear crazy holidays. You know, the days of news anchors getting their makeup done, being stars are over. Now we're called multimedia journalists. You do your own recording, your own video editing, your own pod. You carry your own tripod. I mean, it's just, it's a tough job. And I, you know, I decided that I wanted to change careers. What was the Uh, transition? Like, what was the catalyst where you said, oh, I want to move from news anchor to fintech? Like, what was the, the thing that changed it for you? You know, there was a lot of paths. Uh, right after, right after news, <laughs> the news world, I decided to get into education. I'm a, I'm a, okay. I have a very, I'm very passionate about higher ed. As a first generation college student myself, um, I decided I wanted to mentor students and, and work with, uh, uh, you know, minority cool. students, at risk students, and get them excited about going to college and pursuing careers. So I had a short stint, well, not too short, about four years working as a college counselor. Okay. Um, and it was great. Loved it. It was, it was super exciting, but it's then again, fu- it, was, it was fulfilling, but it might not have been your calling, right? Exactly. It was very fulfilling. And I still like to volunteer to this day, uh, with Dallas ISD, uh, independent school district and other community colleges nearby in the Dallas area, which is where I'm at. See, I, I always find when I volunteer for things I'm passionate about, I like them more, right? Versus like making it a job. Then you're like, oh, this is my job now. So I, it yes. kind of sounds like it kind of sounds like you enjoy volunteering. So it's not like you're not kind of committed to it full time and you can pursue your passions, but then still help people is what it sounds like. Absolutely. And, and I always knew I wanted to be a leader of some sort. I always saw myself managing people, um, mentoring people and, and helping them develop themselves. And I think that's why I was such a good counselor in the higher ed world. But I, I've always been business savvy as well. And I knew that I wanted to have a career that was not only corporate, but creative. And fintech is very creative and marketing is very creative. But you also have to have a business side. Walk, walk me through that. How is fintech, this is the financial sector, how, how is that creative? Because it sounds to well, me like more about math and numbers and markets you know, and things like that. <laughs> maybe the industry isn't as sexy, but my job as a marketer in fintech is mm. fun. So it's how to make it sexy, how to make it turn into something that's you know attractive to people. How do you do Absolutely. that? Absolutely. You, I mean, you try different, different verticals, different channels, but you basically educate people. You make it simple. 
uh, fintech can get complicated very quickly with AI and blockchain and artificial Ooh. intelligence, all these terms. You're, turn, you're you know? turning me on. You're turning me on to me. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I could go all day telling you industry terms, you know? Yeah, yeah, But yeah. at the end of the day, it's business. We want, you know, uh, at Unium, my current company, we are a subscription management software uh, providers. And so we want to educate our audience in the U.S. as to why they even need our product. And then we let them know why we're the best product for them. Right. Um, yeah. And like through this, these changes, right? Cause you sound like you went down a million different paths and you were trying to find your calling. It sounds like you were resilient. You were determined. You were really trying to find the best way to achieve success. Why is that so important to entrepreneurs who are listening or watching instead of just like following an idea they have and just working on that idea? Like what is the driving factor that they need to kind of pull in to really make it happen? I think for me, in my personal experience, I just, if, if I felt that I was no longer fulfilled or happy in this, this, you know, particular journey I was taking, I wasn't afraid to shift, um, you know, and that's something that I tell a lot of, of people that I speak with is do not be afraid to change your career, to change your mind, to change your path. A lot of times we think I've invested 10 years in this field. I'm going to stick it out. And, and but you burn yourself a, out. There's a fear factor, right? So, I mean, I've everything you just said, I've said to people as well, but they're always too afraid to, like you said, give up a 10-year career for that startup idea they had or that business idea I had. How do you get past the fear? You just have to be willing, you know, to... What I love to do is best case, worst case scenario. Best case scenario, I end up where I'm at now. Worst case scenario, I have to start from scratch. And I have to work very hard to work my way up. And that's exactly what I did when I decided to quit education. And I had an opportunity to join uh, the corporate world in the tech space. I started as a tech support. Um, mm. So I was on the phones working, you know. That's tough. Yeah. And I know. I, I, I've, I've done that before, too. I think we all have yeah. when you live, when you work in the technology sector. <laughs> But, you know, it, everything kind of built up, you know, to the current career that I have um, with my experience working my way up, deciding that marketing was my calling after all. And then being a, a former news reporter, news anchor, I have this, you know, I'm not afraid of speaking. I'm very good at articulating. Mm. At least I think I am. And so that all you are back around <laughs> and really helped me become an even better leader and even better marketer. Well, you bring up a good point. Um, a lot of people don't have that news anchor background, yet they have to pitch their ideas or they have to get on stage and speak about a topic or they have to get in front of a room and, and et cetera, et cetera. So what are some of the tips you can give people, like some news anchor tips you can give people that will help them be better speakers, better communicators, better presenters? Practice. Lots of practice. Um, for me, and then also... You know, public speaking is scary when you don't know your topic. But if mm -hmm. you prepare yourself, you know exactly where you're going to speak about. You feel confident that you're an expert or knowledgeable in that topic. You get out there and you speak, but you also have to practice. Uh, yeah. Practice in front of the mirror. It's not ridiculous to do that. You know, get your phone out and record yourself. The first time you hear yourself speaking, it's very awkward. <laughs> But Who is then that later, <laughs> right, you have that kind of voice and then you hear yourself and then you become more familiar with it. You realize how many times you say, um, or, right. you know, 
you know, and, and so practice really makes perfect. I agree 100% because I, I had to do that a million times for pitches and I learned how to pace myself better, right? How to take a pause and breathe for a moment to let people, let that last slide sink in. Uh, and of course, uh, one of the things that I always tell people is to try to tell a story versus just bullet points on a screen. Because if you're telling a story, then you can remember it more, you feel more comfortable, make the audience laugh, make them be inspired. And then you'll, you'll kind of reel them in. So let's talk about technology for a minute. We're both from the technology sector. You've been using it in fintech. How has it been kind of disrupting fintech? How is it being, how is it, how is it driving the innovation in the fintech industry? You know, I can only speak from the, from my experiences. I've worked for, um, my previous company, we specialize in, uh, account payables automation. And then now I'm doing something very similar to it, which is subscription management. But really, they're both about automating the back office and the front office of the financial. Uh, Ooh, those do not sound fun. So automation sounds great. <laughs> automation is great, you know, and I'm all for it. I'm, I'm definitely, you know, t very tech driven. I love the, the latest apps, anything that can make my life easier and work, you know, more smart or work smarter rather. I'm for it. So whenever I'm trying to sell this product, like I say, to make it sexy is to say, hey, wouldn't it be great if you could gain so many hours a day by not having to manually repeat these tasks Ooh. or, you know, you you eliminate the risk of human error because we're humans. You might, you know, typing the wrong number and, you know, you, you might lose your company a lot of money, especially yeah. if you're an accountant or a financial director. Uh, yeah, I, I've so, seen it in the news where somebody put an extra zero and the bank lost like a zillion dollars. I've seen those before. <laughs> yes. And and as much as we love Excel spreadsheets, managing everything, all your financials on an Excel spreadsheet is just not achievable, especially for startups, especially for companies that want to scale up, um, you know, and are in the, in the B2B software as a service world. You want to, you know, as, as recurring revenue becomes more and more popular, um, you want to be able to scale and grow and not have a million spreadsheets. I love it because spreadsheets are the devil's uh, necessity, <laughs> unfortunately. I use them all day, but I don't really I still to. use them, but <laughs> but not, not for everything. So that's good. Yeah, I agree. So I, I want to inspire my audience for a moment here. Uh, you've won a couple of awards and one of them is the Most Inspiring Women Leaders Award. Tell me a little bit about the award, um, how you won, what it was for, and how others can potentially win an award like that? You know, for me, that was a super special award to win because I always knew I wanted to be a leader, but I knew that I wanted to be a good leader. Mm -hmm. And um, I won that award in 2021 with my previous company. I was nominated by my own colleagues, um, which was very nice. Yeah. Um, but really... It meant a lot because it was about the type of leader that you are. Mm -hmm. And we've all had great bosses and not so great bosses. And I always knew I learned from the bad and from the good. I said, I want to be like this person and I don't want to do what this person is doing. So when I build my own teams and ma manage my own teams, I love to think of them as people, people with right. dreams, people with aspirations, people with goals, not just, you know, micromanage, but I hired you for a reason. You know what you're doing. You're an expert. You know more than me in this area because that's why I hired you. So I love to treat people as experts in their fields and as humans. And that award really meant a lot to me because it was almost like a, 
and a, a recognition of the good leadership I was, I, I am and currently am doing. So uh, for those who aspire to that, don't be afraid to, one, you can nominate yourself for a lot of these awards. That's possible. And then two, you know, your colleagues, you know, ask, see if there's an award that you think I would be a really great fit for this. See if your colleagues want to nominate you. Nominate your own colleagues. Not only is it great press for your company, but also for your personal brand. I've seen I've seen these before. Um, nominate someone that you think would be worthy of a certain award. I've seen them. I've, I've been nominated a couple of times, too. I've seen those. Um, you also want ones to watch. Um, mm-hmm. So you are a hot ticket item. Um, <laughs> what, uh, what was that about? The ones to watch, uh, that was just recently uh, in December is when I was uh, uh, awarded that. That's more about um, women leaders with potential. You know, I am, I have some experience working in this world, uh, in the marketing world, in the fintech space, but I aspire for more. Uh, you know, I aspire to become a CMO for a global company one day. That's, that's my dream and that's what I hope to accomplish. So, being awarded this once to watch is just validation that I'm on the right track, that I am the potentials there. And it just makes me even more confident and even more empowered to go out and, and do it. I love it. Mm-hmm. And for the entrepreneurial world, the business world, it is male dominated. I mean, it's getting better as we see out there. There's definitely more room for females in executive roles, I've noticed. And, and, but there's still work to be done, right? So what kind of advice can you give to other female entrepreneurs out there who are trying to break into the industry of any kind? My best advice I can give is, you know, don't wait till you have a hundred percent of the requirements or a hundred percent of your plan figured out before you go for it. Um, You know, if you wait till you're perfectly ready, you're the perfect fit for this career, the perfect fit for this business venture, you're never going to do it. You you have to go for it. Rip the bandaid off. (laughs) Absolutely. And you know, there's this, um, I read a self-help book. I love self-help books and career books. And I read one where it said that a lot of women don't apply for jobs in executive positions because they don't meet 100% of the qualifications. Oh, wow. They're, they maybe meet 50% and they're like, no, it's not good enough. They're not going to pick me. Well, you but gotta men, kill, you got to kill it in the side, interview. Yeah, but then men on the other, on the opposite end, apply for it even if they only meet 50% because men have that confidence that women right. lack. Right. Right. Well, I mean, women, like, they, they should just know to kill it in the interview. They should know that. You know, you don't have all the requirements, but if you kill that interview, you're going to get it. And, you know, that's exactly that's exactly what happened to me because I don't have a degree in marketing. And I went from marketing specialist at a Australian software company for six months. And then I got I was able to become a director in six months from marketing specialist to marketing director in wow. six months. Because I applied for the job because I knew I had the qualifications right. and I knew I could do it. That's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Tell everybody about Unium, where they can find a little bit more about you and um, appreciate it. Absolutely. So Unium, we are a, like I mentioned, we're a Swedish company. We just launched in the U.S. Um, about six months ago. I'm, I was employee number one in the U.S. So we are a new player in the space. We do subscription management software. So any company that's B2B, SaaS, that has a recurring revenue model, that is looking to expand and scale and wants to gain control of their subscriptions, they are a great fit for us. So they should definitely reach us out. You can find our website, www.unium.com. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I love 
my network on LinkedIn. So feel free to connect with me, Nimia Amaya, and then also on Twitter, but I'm definitely active on LinkedIn. Sweet. I'll tell you on all those. Guys, check out unium.com. Thank you, Nimia. This was awesome. Hope you guys learned something about fintech and how to be an awesome entrepreneur. Congrats on all your awards, Nimia, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you in next week's episode.